Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Benchmarking to get your yield so you know have the right returns for your commercial property. Now, yields are very important in this market, especially as margins are squeezed with rising interest rates, but we're not seeing the returns of commercial property go up. So we're not seeing yields going up in conjunction with interest rates going up. So how do we benchmark so we know that we're getting ahead of the market? And also, how do we know we're actually buying the right returns in the right market? So listen to this podcast as I take you through how to benchmark. Benchmarking commercial property, are you getting the right yields for your commercial property? Now, this is where things get a little bit complicated because how do you know you're getting the right returns? Now, in commercial real estate, you could be getting a 5%, 4.5% in Sydney. You could be getting a 35 in Melbourne. You'll be getting a 6% in Rockhampton or you could be getting an 8% up in Mackay, which is the right yields and right returns for your commercial property. Now, that is where it's the $7,685 million question. Am I getting the returns? Am I doing better if I bought in a different market, different time, or should I wait? The thing is with commercial real estate, you should never wait because it's deal-specific rather than market-specific. So the right deal in commercial property comes along every other week or almost every week. You just have to know where to look and where to find it. So for example, right now, we're doing two commercial property deals in two different parts of Queensland, one on the Sunshine Coast where it's a, a stress sale, a lady is sick, she's selling her business, she's selling the real estate and we're nabbing it before auction at a really good price. The second one is up in Mackay where it is a stress sale, a lady has decided have moved overseas for family reasons, decided to liquidate but she definitely wants to go to auction so we're preparing to go to auction but both are going to get fantastic yields for the market that they're in. So for example, Mackay we're going to be getting 9% in Sunshine Coast, we're going to be getting 7%. Now, how do you know that getting 7% in the Sunshine Coast is better than the market? How do you know getting 9% in Mackay is better than the market? Now, you can look back and say, well, five years ago, everybody's getting Sunshine Coast at 7%. Five years ago, everybody was getting 9% and Mackay maybe even 10 Why should I be paying 9% today for Mackay 7% for the Sunshine Coast? Well, the thing is right now, Sunshine Coast is 5%, potentially 5.5%, especially for freestanding buildings. Mackay is typically 75 to 8%. So you are definitely getting above the market. But how do you know that? Instinctively, when you look at a property, how do you know it's good or not? And do you look at it and go, what's and all, should I take it? How does this benchmark? And this is where it comes to understanding how yields play out around Australia. So how do yields play out around Australia? Well, the number one thing they do is I benchmark them against the metro cities. Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane are the two areas I benchmark to. Follow on from there, I look at areas such as a Gold Coast, such as Sunshine Coast, such as a Wollongong, a Newcastle. I look at Geelong, I look at Ballarat, I look at Bendigo, right? I look at the sub-smaller cities. But the main thing is I look at what's the yields for this type of property in those metro areas. So, for example, I look at, say, in Brisbane right now, we're doing 5 to 6% depending on the type of property. So if we're looking at warehouse, our expectation is somewhere around 55 to 6%. If we're doing office spaces, it's minimum 6%, but probably 65 and maybe even trying to push it towards a 7 If we're retail, we're anywhere between 5 and a half to about 6.25 is retail. So 
I see that. And how do I know that? Because I see previous sales, I see uh, auction results, and I see what's listed on the market. So I know that's the expectations on the market because those properties are moving. Anything less than that, listed at four and a half to five, isn't moving. And then, of course, anything listed above six and a half or seven just goes like hotcakes, probably doesn't even hit the market. That's why I know that is the benchmark. When I come to Melbourne, I look at some areas like a Brunswick right in Middle City Road, and I know that previously it was 3.8% yield, but today it's about 4.5%. I look at areas around Brunswick and I see it's probably veering about 5%. But then I go out to the suburbs and I look at potentially, you know, into your Glen Irises, I look down, I look towards your Melgrave, look towards uh, your Glen Waverleys, and I'm seeing perhaps it's going to be about 6% for office spaces, right? In your Bonduras, we're seeing that, right? So what does that mean? That means that these deals are being done in the market at those rates. So in Melbourne, we're going to see that if I want to buy office space, it's 6%, right? So now I have a comparison. If Melbourne if Melbourne Metro properties or suburb properties is 6% compared to a Brisbane 6% or Brisbane 6.25% in an office space or a retail, and I'm putting it to my client, which one should they choose? Well, the obvious choice would be Melbourne over Brisbane. Why would you choose that? Because Melbourne has historically better growth than Brisbane. See, when you look at a commercial property benchmark and looking at what deals is best for you, it's not just about the cash flow. It is about the overall investment, not today, where it will be two, three, five years from now, right? And Melbourne will, even though it's a bit stagnant now compared to all of the initiatives happening in the Brisbane area, will continue to will crank in once we have more immigration coming through, once people get their confidence, and you'll veer forward faster than Brisbane. It's stagnant at the moment, but two to three years from now, it would veer forward better than Brisbane. So as a result, I will bring them back into Melbourne. Of course, there's things to consider such as purchasing costs and maintenance costs and basically property management, which is slightly higher getting into Melbourne. You have you know a lower land tax threshold and your stamp duty is higher compared to Brisbane. But what you make in the back end is important to consider. So now, what do we do about Sydney? Sydney is the anomaly in all in everything, but Sydney is also a great city to use as a benchmark because when you look at Sydney and you look at what happens 10K, 20K, 30, 40K out of Sydney CBD, you see what's happening in those areas and you realise those areas, those things are reflected exactly the same in a Brisbane, in a Melbourne market, but they're just slower. Melbourne will probably be somewhere between three to five years slower than Sydney. Brisbane, typically five to seven, sometimes even 10 years in certain areas. So look around what Sydney's doing, 20Ks out of Sydney CBD. Draw that same CBD around Melbourne, draw the same CBD around Brisbane, and you'll see that the same thing starts to repeat itself. Then you now go to what kind of yield should I be looking at? So let's say Sydney right now, if you want to buy something really good, really blue chip, 3% is your yield. Metro Sydney, uh, we're talking inner west Sydney, we're talking eastern suburbs, lower North Shore, where you're getting blue chip properties, key positions, land value keeps going up because there is the scarcity, but the rental returns are shit, are really, really terrible. So if those are 3%, do I get better in Melbourne or Brisbane? Right? If I do, I should be investing in those areas and be have the long foresight of being a holder for just a bit longer to get the same or similar rewards. 
But if I was looking at something further out and in Sydney I could get a 5% but I really want to be in Sydney, then obviously I would advise the client to stay in Sydney. But then if I was looking at, say, a similar area and I could get 1% or 2% higher in either Brisbane or Melbourne, I would advise a client to go there and that's where you should be choosing. And that's how you benchmark to start with is to look at the metro cities and then benchmark from there. Of course, a more in-depth level of benchmarking is to go through and say, well, what is all the subsidies doing? Ballarat, Bendigo, Newcastle, Wollongong, uh, we've got Sunshine and Gold Coast. What are they doing? Are they more vibrant or less vibrant? So what I'm seeing now because of COVID, we're seeing areas like a Geelong, a Ballarat and a Bendigo, their yields have shrunk a lot more and a lot faster than Melbourne Metro. In Sydney, Newcastle and Wollongong have done shorter and sharper yields, a shorter yield compression and sharper yields than we are seeing in Sydney. So in Newcastle, it's anywhere from 4 to 6% yield. Right, especially when you're looking at warehousing, it's four percent. Sydney's two point eight percent. Not that huge amount of difference. Even in certain areas in Sydney, you could get three and a half. Right, so very, very on par. When you look at Brisbane and you look at Gold Coast and Sunshine Coast, you start to see a starkling difference. Sunshine Coast is a lot slower in the yield compression, but it uh, goes in spurts. And different areas apply at different times. Gold Coast is more of a whole strip as a whole, but have generally come across more expensive than the Sunshine Coast. So what you're seeing here is there's a few things that are going to affect your yield and benchmarking. You've got to defer, look at the difference. Number one, is the property a freestanding building? If it's a freestanding building, then the property itself uh, is going to give you less of return, less yield, because there's always a, the land component and the future uplift and the future growth of that land that is going to matter more. If it is a strata, you're going to deem higher yields or higher return because there's less land component. You're looking purely at the lease and the tenant to give you that return for the uplift. If it's in an inland versus the sea area, you're going to fetch more at the sea or waterfront or water area, coastal areas versus inland. Inland, you're also going to get a higher yield as well. So if you're looking at a metro water coastal area, so Gold Coast Sunshine or even Melbourne or Sydney, coastal or Brisbane, coastal areas near the water, freestanding building, that is when you pay the highest price, the lowest yield. So if you could get something at a higher yield at the same price point, that's when you know you've nabbed a bargain. When you're in regional, what you're looking at is totally different. So what do you look at in regional? What do you benchmark against? You benchmark against the major towns. So your Townsville's, your Cairns, your Rockhamptons, and you flow that on to Mackay, possibly Emerald, and also looking at areas of like a Gympie or Bundaberg, right? That's where you benchmark against. So you benchmark against Townsville because it is one of the largest regional towns with 185,000 people, one of the large towns in North Queensland. It also has multi-drivers. And the reason you wouldn't benchmark against Mackay is Mackay only has two major drivers, mining and agriculture, versus multi-drivers up in Townsville. You would flow that back, pull that back a bit and look at Bundaberg because it's also multi-drivers as well. So coming back to that, here we are at, uh, we look at Townsville, what the yields are doing. Industrial in Townsville is about 6.5%. Anything else that's not industrial is about 7%. So then what else are we benchmarking? on this. So we're looking at, is it multi-tenancy? Is it office space? Is it freestanding? Is it, does it have potential to more rental upside? Is it more land? Let's look at that and isolate different scenarios. And from them, we're going to compare. So if we compare 
a Townsville to a Rocky, we know that Rocky needs to have higher yields to Townsville because Rocky is agriculture and pretty flat. So therefore, if you're doing 7% or 6.5% for industrial in Townsville, you've got to get 7 or 7.5% 7 in Rocky. Uh, if you're doing normal freestanding with offers and retail at 7%, you've got to get 7.5% or 8%. So you've got to get half a percent or half or 1% more. Go to Mackay. That's two driver towns. So again, the same thing applies as to Rocky. You need half a percent to 1% more. Now, if you go up to Cairns, things start to change because Cairns technically is a metro area according to the bank, although it doesn't quite behave like a metro area. But it does have, apart from international tourism, it does have a good local economy and it's spreading wide. So with Cairns, we expect it to be on par with Townsville. And sometimes it might be a little bit shy of Townsville, but very relative to Townsville, probably the closest, uh, similar to Townsville. But Townsville may have more growth in the back end compared to Cairns. So if we're looking at exactly the same property, Cairns and Townsville, unless Cairns is doing better yield, we'll buy in Townsville every time. Now, if we look at Townsville and Bundaberg, very similar, multi-drivers. One city is smaller. So one's got 90,000 population. The other's got 185. Now, if we have the same yield, in Townsville versus Bundaberg, I would buy in Bundaberg. The reason for that is Bundaberg still has a lot more underlying to grow, but it's also closer to Sunshine Coast and Harvey Bay, which has already had its boom. And it just goes on flow of how long it takes people to uh, for areas to boom. Really, it's that population movement up as well. So there's many, many areas to look at how to benchmark. But the most key things to remember is number one, always benchmark against the capital cities for when you're looking at metro. Number two, choose your large regional areas and do your research and benchmark against that for any of your smaller regional areas. So when it's a multi-driver town and, for example, it's at 7%, your single or dual driver towns should be half to 1% higher. Your smaller towns like inland, like a Biloela, like an Emerald, like those little towns should be another percent on top of that. So it should be one and a half to two percent away from, from a town. So let's say we go to an Emerald, we go to an Air, we go to a Serena, um, we should be expecting close to nine percent on those yields right? because they're much smaller towns. Right? So it's interesting how you benchmark and it takes time to understand the market and you're not going to understand all of it in one go. So I would suggest if you're starting out and you're researching commercial property, start with one area, understand the area and then compare that area with another area right? and understand that area too. So together you can do a comparison with all around Australia and that's why it's important, right? So if you just do the quick comparisons, that's what's going to get you there. Uh, so choose two areas, do your thorough research, compare it and make a decision where you're going to buy. But of course, if you need a handholding, someone to help you out, reach out to me, helentarrant.com and let me help you with your commercial property journey. I hope you've enjoyed how to benchmark in this current commercial property market. I know it's a bit of a complicated way of doing it, but remember as buyers, agents and educators, I'm at the forefront of every single deal out there. I've looked at every single market. I've just been to the Sunshine Coast. In two days, I'm going to go to Mackay. Next week, I'm going to be in Melbourne and I'm sure sometime I'll be in Adelaide. So I, I see yields, returns, and I see huge amounts of deals come across my desk week in, week out. And so in order to benchmark there is a particular formula, a particular way. I know that while this is complicated, if you want a guiding hand, if you want someone to work with you so you get the right returns, the right kind of portfolio, reach out to me, helentarrant.com, helen at Unicorn Commercial Property, and I look forward to helping you build a cash flow. 
You've been listening to Commercial Property Investor Show. Tune in to the next episode to find out how you too can replace your work income with passive income through commercial property. 